Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I'm your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode 53, and it is a, a landmark episode because, oh, 53, that works out because that's <laughs> the year you were born. That's right, Justin. Uh, that's my mother. We have my mother here in the bar uh, doing doing a podcast. Hey. <laughs> I don't even know if she knows what a podcast is. I do. Let's not push it. <laughs> And she's sitting four feet away from the microphone. Oh, I need to move in, do I? <laughs> you can pretend like you're on NPR. Lean in, like yeah, Tom. Like it's the been sportscasters. A, it's been a real, been a real day today. Uh, the talking heads. Yeah. See. Yeah. Now there we go. It. Now I got it. Uh, we got uh, we got a fun show today. There's a out of the four VHS movies my mother owns. Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about one of those, and I have a beer that I, I had to think long and hard about, because as anybody that listens to this knows, uh, I always try to make people drink hoppy stuff, and I learned my lesson, because people don't like hoppy stuff that don't really drink beer. Neither does the mama. Yeah, so there you go. So I got a good beer that'll be delicious, and we'll top it off after we stop recording with an apple pie I make, so <laughs> get jealous. Uh, and with that, uh, take a little break, and then we'll come back, and we'll open this beer up. It's the best part of the show. We've got nothing in common, no common ground to start from, and we're falling apart. And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany? She said, I think I... All right, this week, our beer this week, my microphone's screwy, there we go. Uh, our beer this week is from Southern Tier Brewing Company. I think I've had Southern Tier on here before, and they're out of Lakewood, New York. Uh, this specific beer I had the pleasure of drinking on draft at a local restaurant, and so when the option came up to see what will I get for my mother to drink, I wanted it to be something dark, uh, but something like a dessert beer. There you go. People like, well, because it was either going to be a fruity beer or like chocolatey coffee beer. Because yes. if I just give you something that tastes like beer, you're going to be like, oh, great beer. <laughs> Every time I go over to my mom's place, she always has a bunch of beers in her fridge that have been there for years. Hey, hey, hey. That's because you didn't <laughs> well, come back. Well, no. Yeah. People bring them over there and you don't drink them. That's the That's emphasis right. I'm trying to make here. Um, so this is Southern Tier Brewing Company. This is Creme Brulee. It's an imperial milk stout. Uh, it is a dessert beer brewed with vanilla beans. Sounds wonderful. So we'll pop those open. And uh, as you can imagine with any stout, you got a really dark dark chocolate, almost black color with it. Wow. Nice little tan head. Delicious. Yeah, reminds me of Ireland and, and Guinness. And then I'm going to make my mom drink a full beer, guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> This podcast is going to get real chug, fun. Chug, That's the point. That's half the fun. Real fun. Uh, this is, there's no IBU count on the bottle, so if you want to look on Untapped and find out, go nuts. But as we've learned over 52 episodes, 53 now, IBU doesn't mean anything. You know what IBU means? No, I certainly do not. Uh, international bitter units. Ooh. So that's how bitter a beer is. Like the IPAs that are really hoppy, those have a high IBU count. That makes sense. It's usually zero to a hundred, 
Um, some beers claim to be like, we're like 125. You're like, that's not actually possible. And how much? Uh, this doesn't say. Oh. Um, and I imagine it, it would probably be low anyway because it's a dessert beer. It's not going to be bitter. It's creamy. Uh, but it is 10% alcohol. Okay. <laughs> so it's a nice high Have alcohol nice content day. stout. So there's your 10% ABV. Bottled. Um, what is today? Oh, less than two months ago by two days. Hmm. What is today? The 16th? Yes, it is. Yeah. In two days, this will be two months old. Uh-oh. So here you go. Give it a try. All right. Here's Clean. to you. Wow. That is really good. Yeah. It's creamy and tastes of chocolate. You get the vanilla. A little chocolate and vanilla in the top there, yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, the nice thing I like about this, I don't know if you'd like this or not, but you can almost get uh, the trend right now with beer is bourbon barrel aged beers, and you can almost get like a bourbon flavor off of it hmm. with a vanilla little cap. Very delicious. Very good. Yeah. This would be good to have once the Lions win. Yay. So that's right. Age it for two more decades and we'll get a win in there. <laughs> Yummy. Detroit Lions fans are very good. Saddest people in the world. So Southern Tier Brewing. I know I did this say this month that we'd be drinking California beers because I shipped back a bunch of them from California. Uh, but like I've also mentioned, all they have is IPAs out there. I have like one stout, I think, and everything else is IPA. I'm not going to give my mother an IPA. No. Because she'll be so mad. That's right. Too bitter. She'll hit me, guys. It's too happy for me. She'll beat me. Too happy. And with that, uh, keep drinking this. And we'll move <laughs> on to the main event. Today's topic, as you may have read in the, so I do this thing, and anyone listening to this is going to be like, yeah, you, me- you, you mentioned this a lot, Justin. <laughs> but I do this thing where I try to like keep the main topic a secret until I get to it, oh. which is pointless because it's in the title of the episode. So before anyone actually listens to it, they already know what I'm going to talk about. All right. But when I'm recording, I always pretend like, oh, here comes the surprise. <laughs> so this week, we are going to be talking about what dreams may come. 1998 film starring Robin Williams, Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. Is it Cuba? Cuba. I've heard it both ways. Cuba. Well, and Cuba. I, maybe he went through an artsy phase where he called himself Cuba. I don't know. We'll have to and uh, Annabella Sciorra. Yeah, special guest. We're going to have Cuba Gooding Jr. on <laughs> at the end for a Q&A section. Um, <laughs> so this, this movie was an interesting time for a lot of people's careers that are in this movie. Uh, Robin Williams... Uh, he did Goodwill Hunting. Came out well. He Goodwill Hunting came out the year before. I think Goodwill Hunting was probably filmed two or three years prior. But other than that, he had a lot of uh, flops of his career. It was a weird time for him. Mm-hmm. Flubber, which my, you read that <laughs> when I got here. Do you, you don't remember Flubber? Yeah, Flubber back in my time was a different. Yeah. Well, Flubber and it was, that was ninety seven. It was he was a scientist, and there was the green Flubber was like this green substance oh. that yeah we had the blob back in my around. olden days ah the blob that <laughs> uh, was the eighteen nineties hey, hey, oh, hey, wrong hey, podcast hey. guys um, look at damn good <laughs> and then uh, that same year that this movie came out he was in Patch Adams which has been uh, a joke in his career for a long time right. uh, after that he did Bicentennial Man which was another like. It was pretty cool. It was neat. Right. 
But I don't know. Also, I, wasn't that movie like two and a half hours long? I remember it being super long. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., he did Jerry Maguire, obviously, and that's where his big like breakout role was. That's great. And then that. He, yeah, and then, but then he did all these other movies that I feel like no one really knows. And then... Uh, the Diver. He was in that Diver movie. I don't know what that is. He was really good. He was a diver. And was that in the 90s? No. Because see, Jerry Maguire... <laughs> well, Jerry, I say that because, I mean, obviously the podcast, but Jerry Maguire was like 96, 95, right. 96, and he did... Another of 10 movies did. before right. the turn of the decade. And there's none that I like could name off the top of my head. Right. And it wasn't until the 2000s that he did, was that movie Radio? Mm-hmm. And I think he got an award for that or something. Then Annabella Sciorra. So everybody look her up because I was trying to figure out what she was in. My no, mom I was trying either. to figure out what she in. She has her uh, IMDb page. She was in tons of movies in the 90s. I don't remember think any of them but after the 90s she has been in some of the bigger tv shows that have been out some of the like pave the way tv shows she was in the sopranos yeah. uh the l word and then uh she most recently was on glow which i still i look at her picture and i can't figure out who she is on glow and i watch glow one day my mother will have netflix and she'll watch glow too <laughs> yes i will one day <laughs> one day who knows another month uh, but this movie, there's a lot of surprising things about this movie. I watched this movie this morning. Uh, I've never seen it all it's the way It's one through. of my favorites. Yeah, so you have it. I got to ask, I was wondering about this. Did, what format did you watch this on? Because you watched this this week, right? Yes. But did you I, do your homework? I, <laughs> yes, but what I did is, I, of course, I saw it at the movies when it came out, and I loved it, and then I bought it, um, the DVD. That's not to say, folks, I didn't have a VHS. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what I was wondering about. Because I was like, oh, I wonder if she watched it on VHS. <laughs> no. No, I probably would have thrown the remote across the room if I had to deal with it. Cause, well, so I watched this on Hulu. Oh. And I was super excited about it because it's like digitally remastered like most things are now. Um, and be, for specifically for this movie, I think that's important because this movie won the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Um it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Art Direction. And the visuals in this movie are, are They're phenomenal. spectacular. Yeah. yeah. But because of those visuals, the budget for this movie was almost $90 million. And in the box office and theaters, it only got $71.5 million. Right. So it didn't even make back its budget in the box office, which is pretty terrible. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you don't typically hear that about a movie that wins an Academy Award. And the same visual effects people that worked on this movie did the um, worked on the Matrix. They did that slow mo right. bullet scene where Keanu Reeves is like bending over sideways yes. to dodge bullets, slow motion. Um, but this was originally a book. Did you know this was a book? No, I didn't. See, I didn't know that either. I didn't know, but uh, I think when they talk about the paranormal and the philosophical. I think the movie, I it was very deep for me. It was a very great movie. Well, yeah, so this movie, let me. I guess I'll explain the premise of the movie. Uh, so this couple gets together in the very beginning in Switzerland. They have two kids. Their kids die at a car accident. Four years later, Robin Williams dies. None of this is a spoiler, so don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. This is all in the beginning of the movie. Um, and Robin Williams goes to the afterlife, and then he's like, but my wife. I miss my wife. And, and they're like, what about your kids? He's like, yeah, my kids, but my wife. Uh, and then it's his struggle to like communicate with his wife and then some shit goes down and yada, yada, yada. But so it's all very, uh, 
it's all it's all an interesting take on like the afterlife right. and and what comes after death and reincarnation and uh god and hell and, how uh, you believe yeah it's- but i yeah i guess the novel like you're saying is is supposed to be much more philosophical and paranormal uh as opposed to this i feel like this leaned on the bases of christianity Mm-hmm. Like he- there's a heaven and hell. There's a God. Well, I would say that makes um, you question what happens after. Yeah, but the, I, I don't know. I'm curious about the paranormal. I want to read the book now because I, yes, I wonder, I like, I is know. it going to be all ghost scenes and stuff? <laughs> um, in the novel, the kids' characters they're minor. They don't die. They grow up and they're well. Uh, well, spoiler alert: while their parents die. Um, and then uh, I guess hell in the novel is much more violent because hell in this is more like an art movie. It's like a German art film. Mm-hmm. Hell's creepy, though. All the people, the faces, when he has to walk yeah, on the that, faces. That's very, very creepy. creepy. But the heaven is absolutely beautiful. Well, it's because it's whatever you create it to be. Well, that's, and that's Each the whole premise. Each person gets their own individual right. heaven. That's the whole premise of the, the movie, I feel. Yeah. That's the, the deepest part of the movie is how... A person conceives heaven and hell, and the positive and the negative, and how you approach your life and how you see it. It's, yeah. Oh, you're getting emotional. No, no, I just <laughs> I I think the movie's great. It's how you approach how you approach life, and there's a lot of joy in it. I mean, I found a lot of joy in the positive aspect of what Robin Williams. Yeah, no, it's a really nice movie. Was experiencing, you know. Yeah, and uh, there's a funny joke when he first gets there. Uh, his dog, his previously dead dog runs up to him. He goes, oh no, I went to dog heaven instead. <laughs> and he's walking on all these colors, which is awesome if you're, I paint. So it, it's awesome because you he's walking on all these colors yeah. and so did his wife, of course. And, and everything is over, overdone. So his feet are sticking in all the paint colors of orange and red and yellow and bright. And as he's, you know, he's, just looking around his surrounding, uh, surroundings, which are absolutely stunningly beautiful, where her impression is very, very dark because what I think it brings to the movie is she's, she's so depressed and so down and is left with very little hope, and, and he carries that hope. I mean, he uses his hope is what carries them through the movie, so... Yeah, the the uh, split of visual effects is is interesting because there's, I feel like in a lot of the heaven or whatever you want to call it, because they never really call it that. Right. Um, is is there's a lot of CGI there, like what my mom was talking about with the uh, with the the paint. When he gets there, he's essentially inside one of his wife's paintings. Right. And so as he walks through a meadow, like the flower, it's all painted on. And so it's all very like blurry and I mean, it's paint. It's like paint. It's not extremely exaggerated raw edges and he's stuck in it and it's yeah. going everywhere. It's I mean, pretty impressive CGI it is. for 98. It is. Uh, we always talk about like 97, 98. There's, there's movie. If you see a movie with bad CGI from the end of the nineties, they did not spend any money on it because CGI like took a turning point at that time. And there's so many great examples of that. And this was another one. And you can see with the budget, that's where that budget went probably. Oh, yeah. But the uh, the hell stuff, I feel like, is all set design. Like, they built these crazy elaborate buildings. And uh, you know what it reminded me of? 
Did mm. you see Mad Max Fury Road? Way back, yeah. No, the newer one? No. Oh, man. The newer ones. The newer one, I think, won the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Oh, um, and it's crazy. But this was like, this was something right out of Mad Max. There's fire coming out everywhere. Everyone's got like their crazy <laughs> white pale makeup on. They're like, kill, kill, kill. <laughs> and it's right out of Mad Max. It was really crazy when, they, when that came on screen. I was like, oh. This is the exact same thing. And I wonder if those are the, that's the same uh, it may be because visual hers, effects team. Her visual is so dark because she's well, so hell. depressed. And, no, I mean, but it, it's just like when Justin said of walking and you see these faces looking up to you and he is trying to find his wife. He's gone from this positive, I mean, glorious heaven, his version of he- what heaven would be, to her darkness because he wants his wife. And he really sacrifices himself and almost loses himself to find his wife. And I just feel, and it's her final hope that she has left, just a flicker of hope left, that she pulls him out of that darkness because he's willing to give up on his joy and everything for her. And she, Well, he's going to go to hell for her. Right, exactly. And, and you, you know, that really comes, they did a phenomenal job creating this in the movie. Um, and, and then she, she does come she does come around and pulls him. It's her strength at the very end that, I don't know, I just, I look at things so deeply that we all have to pull at different points in our life our own strength in order to turn that corner. That's why we picked this movie for you. That's right. Well, we could have done planes, trains, and automobiles. That is not the 90s. I I feel like you're missing the whole purview of this podcast. I get it. I never said purview before, and Chad said it once on here, and now I can't stop. (laughs) But it is, it's great. And then the joy at the end of the movie um, where the animals that you had in your lifetime, any animals you had, they're coming up and the, the colors again back to the, it's just phenomenal. See, for some of us, that's what hell is. <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I died and all of a sudden I was surrounded by every rabbit, gerbil, dog, and cat I ever had, I'd be like, oh, shit. Get ready, Justin. Be like <laughs> nine to one. So it, it it's just it's just joyful. I mean, and she gets to finally experience that joy because she hung on to that little bit of hope. But that's me. I I look at things deeply and analyze and. Well, yeah, the well the end of the movie, yeah. So spoiler spoilers alert. Spoiler again. <laughs> um, he when he goes down to hell because he's like I'm gonna bring my wife back because she kills herself. Goes to hell. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> and then. He's like, oh, I'm going to bring her back. And they're like, no, no one's ever done that. And he's like, I can do it. You can't um, go there. Yeah. Which, oh, I didn't put that guy on here. The old guy that yes, guides him great. down there. Yes. Well, he's been in everything. I mean, he's, he's one of those like and, yeah. classically yeah. trained British actors. Um, anyway, he goes to hell and they said there's no way you can bring her back, blah, blah, blah. And the only reason that they get back is because he gives up and decides to stay there. Right. And they're like, oh, that's never been tried before. Because right, right. who's going to go to hell and be like, I'm staying in hell. Uh, and then once that happens, all of a sudden they're back in the painting, essentially. And what about the aspect of the kids taking on um, a different persona? Yeah, that was that was weird. No, really? No, see, I liked it. it it's, uh, I liked it. Each yeah, I, I mean, I guess they explained it. But it's funny because that obviously isn't in the book at all. Right. The kids don't even die in the book. Right, right. So the fact that his son was like... Cuba Gooding Jr., who was pretending to be the doctor, who was actually the old man, like they they really <laughs> yeah, they stretched it, yeah, interlaced that stuff. Like they didn't need to be like the old guy didn't need to be like, 
it was me. Right, you right. thought I was that guy, but now I'm this guy, but that guy's your right. son, but that guy was me, but now it's now I'm him and that's that guy. But see, I think they did that to me. Again, a, a different you know, aspect here was they, he, if they would have brought him back as the kids, he wouldn't have had the growth and the understanding that he got by them looking like somebody else and presenting in some other form that challenged Robin Williams, you know, at... See, I look at it from a cynical, like, Hollywood point of view where <laughs> they were turning in the screenplay and the producer's like, okay, what if, what if, what what if, if what Cuba if, what Gooding if, Jr. <laughs> yeah. was his son? And then you're, they're like, what? And he's rewrite, like, yeah, rewrite. Right there, yeah. yeah. That's what happened <laughs> That's in my what, mind. That's, that could have been. The producer in the office is like, well, you did live in California. Hairbrand idea. <laughs> yeah. All but, high on drugs. And then they come to, comes to a point to where, like, you know, when the student's ready, the teacher comes type of thing, and then they are themselves. The kids are themselves, and he knows that, so at that point. Yeah, the daughter was like a flight attendant. Right. Something like Asian flight attendant. Mm-hmm. That was weird. It was, it was bizarre. It, it was bizarre that The way. daughter's world was the coolest in my mind, because it was all like just that staircase that went on forever yes. and everyone's like flying around yeah it's like weird but that was her vision See, that was yeah. her that was her vision of heaven what it, was it would still be still weird yeah that's what i thought was great because they gave everyone's different aspect i mean we each have our own individual idea of what heaven would be like or what we would like it to be like and you know it's all individual, yeah. extremely individual and hell i mean now if i can pick some things apart most certainly <laughs> that I, I picked up on and i was like no that wouldn't work uh Robin Williams, as I said, dies in a car crash. The kids die in a car crash, which is why the wife's like, oh, I'm going to buy a bike and then kill myself because everyone's fucking dead. Um, but if you watch it, when Robin Williams, so there's a car crash in front of him. He stops his car, gets out so he can go, because he's a doctor. So he's, he goes to find the person that got injured in the car accident so he can help them. And then another car goes airborne and like flies into Robin Williams. But when he goes into this is all in a tunnel, by the way, when he goes into the tunnel to help the other people, there's already two cars stopped in both lanes of the tunnel, thereby f- closing the entry to the tunnel, thereby that couldn't How have could happened. Happen? Yeah. yeah. That's called inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Uh, that's from taking a film class, which I took also. That's from yeah. common observations. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's yeah. from. Uh, so that that drove me nuts. Little stuff like that drives me crazy. And she and and another point of this movie is she is so guilt laden with you know laden with guilt so bad that you know she didn't drive the kids that morning. I mean we've all been in that position at some point in our life. Why didn't I do this, that, or the other? You know, and you move forward. But she she just keeps going deeper and darker into that that area to where it completely takes her over. So. And then she became a zombie. <laughs> And then the movie takes a real weird turn. No. And Robin Williams becomes a zombie hunter, and the big climax is he has to kill his zombie wife. But this is this is just I wanted to share this on here. I there is a part of me that I wish I could have taken this movie to Robin Williams while he was in a dark place and just showed it yeah, to him. R.I.P. And just said, you know, look, look at this. You know, look, come out of that. Of course, you know, there's a lot of actors actresses songwriters that we have lost that you know yeah it is crazy that that he would do a movie with this message and they never brought this movie and, uh, up at all when he passed Well, because this movie did terrible 
And so when he passed away, I'm sure they were like, well, they only they, do the they want to mention the yeah. the successes yeah, yeah, he course. had. <laughs> I know, I know. And plus, you got to think uh, when he was doing this, he was probably doing most of it in front of a green screen. I didn't like think you about think that. of all that. I mean, right. he's just wandering around on a right. green screen, or maybe I mean, I'm sure they had once the painting part went away, they were in some beautiful place in Europe. Right. I'm sure filming right. it, but because uh, once again, ninety million dollar budget. <laughs> but uh, yeah, his. I mean, it is it is strange. Like you, know, you got to wonder if he believed in this version of of death, because obviously he went, he killed himself. Right, that's how he. He passed. That's how he died? Yeah, I think so. I always get him uh, confused with how Phil Hartman died, whose wife killed him. Oh. Oh, really? You remember that? Phil Hartman's wife shot him to death? Oh, boy. Back in, like, what was that, 94? Oh, boy. 95? Phil Hartman. Best. One of the best SNL cast members, in my opinion. Yeah, he was hilarious. Yeah, good times. Good times. I love when actors kill themselves. No, please. (laughs) <laughs> no, but this this movie has a we lot of credence. Down. I mean, the the part, like Justin said, the part in hell where the, you know the faces looking up that have taken their lives. It's all people that have taken their lives. That's dark. I mean, if you knew anybody that they had a child or somebody that took their life or, or their spouse or loved one, I would not suggest this movie to them. Um, but you know, from the other, I tend to look at the positive. You know, I looked at the other side, but the, just it was so beautiful what he found and the joy and the animals coming back and, you know, and the area of the hope that made her come back to life. Yeah, I guess I would say if you go through Robin Williams movies and you have this big black bar between Flubber and uh, <laughs> Patch Adams, this is one you can uh, pull out of that that. It's, it's definitely worth watching. It's good because it gives you a good feeling, uh, and it's it's like I said, and it's an interesting take on the afterlife. Which uh, whether you're an atheist or a Buddhist or a anythingist, you question to some degree. So it's a, it's an interesting take, and yeah, that's all I got. There's a cute Dalmatian that's in it too. Yeah, that's really why that I was the dog it. that was right right there with right there with him. But it, yeah, it was a great movie and. Of course, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire was his all-time. <laughs> I almost suggested that, and I was like, Erica will kill me, because she loves that movie. <laughs> there are certain things I'm not allowed to do a podcast on without her. That would be one of those There's things. a Meryl Streep movie that's about the afterlife, but I don't know the year of that movie. Is it Death Becomes Her? Because that movie's amazing. Is Bruce it? Willis, Meryl Streep, remember? Do you no. remember that movie? Yes, but that's not the one. And their bodies are all contorted, right. and it's hilarious. Right. Yeah, then that's not. Oh, that's man. Not. No, that's right up your What's alley. What's the other contorted lady's body. name? What's the other actress in that? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look it up while like, you're yeah, doing you're something. You're going to have to while you're doing something. <laughs> no, the other one was um, Albert something is his last, I don't know his last name. But Meryl Streep goes to, uh, they both go to the judgment area. The buses pick them up. They have white on. and, and Goldie uh, Hawn. Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn, oh, Meryl yeah, Streep, she, and Bruce yes, Willis. Yes. Hilarious. Yeah, that is a good one. The movie's hilarious. But look up Meryl Streep and Albert. And that somebody. was ninety-two. We got to do episode Death Becomes Her. There you go. That's a good one. Um, and they all get distorted, and different things happen. And she yeah, she her, pushes her down the stairs. Her and she's already and been dead, so then she has to like turn her <laughs> arms and her head and her stuff back <laughs> right. where they go. And of course, they look gorgeous, but they keep getting distorted. <laughs> yeah, and they use mortuary paint to right, make right, themselves right. look normal. It's fantastic, right. hilarious, guys. It's hilarious. But the Meryl Streep one is is 
really good with uh, Albert. God, I can't. Finney? Albert Finney? No. Maybe that's too old. Albert Finney. But uh, they both go there to Judgment Day, and she says, don't you just love the chocolates on your pillow at night? He said, I don't have any chocolates on my pillow. So he's on the... Stop talking to me. Talk to the microphone. He's, he's, <laughs> he's on the, lower, he's on the uh, lower level of the Judgment Day, obviously. Is and it they, Liam Neeson? No. And they, uh, it's Albert somebody. But they, they bring them to this place, and then you know, they go through their, their life, and their life is flashed you know, in front of them, and there's some judges in white robes, and they're going through now. Why, didn't, why weren't you more courageous in this situation? And why did you make this choice you know, with him? Where, of course, Meryl Streep is a shining star, and she has made all heroic, you know, ran and saved children and ran in a fire building and, I mean, all sorts of things. So she's going to be going ahead, and he's fighting it because they kind of fall for each other. So it it's a funny movie, has a good little point. And oh, you're referring to Sophie's Choice. No, I'm not <laughs> Sophie's Choice. I, you know what? I'm flipping through Meryl Streep's Hardly. It's old. It's thing, a, and I it's can't. A Albert. Albert somebody. You can say Albert all day long. That I doesn't know. change things. Is it Finney? Look up Albert I'll Finney. tell you what. First person to email me at beersin90s at gmail.com. <laughs> tell me the name of this movie. And tell me if it's actually Meryl Streep or my mom's gone crazy. It is Meryl Streep. And, uh, oh, right. It was Manhattan. I'm no, sorry. That's, that's wrong. It. it was Kramer versus Kramer. No, no, no that's not right. That's it was the deer right. hunter. No. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so anyway, someone find that movie because... I don't think she knows what she's talking about. I do, I do. And I can't even blame the beer. I haven't finished it. So. Yeah, get going. <laughs> okay, here you go. I didn't pour that for nobody. So, But no, really, if you get a chance to check this movie out, it's, it's, uh, it is good. And it's Currently all on, streaming on Hulu. On how you're taking it. Yeah, it's all on how you're taking it. How, you reson- how it resonates with you. But, you know, it's not, uh, it's got its dark side for sure. And there you go on that note. <laughs> we'll take a little break and then we'll wrap it up. Please, Diana, for as long as you're here, we're not. You make the sound of laughter and something else seems after. We are going to close it down, wrap it up. Close it down. We're going to go to whatever your version of hell is. Uh, Or heaven. (laughs) Don't kid yourself. (laughs) Well, see, my belief is always your hell is here right on earth. Congratulations, retail workers. And you create. I feel your pain. Happy Black Friday. (laughs) You create your heaven every day by the choices you make, right? That was deep. That was or you create your hell by the choices you make. That's more accurate. <laughs> uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Beers and 90s. That's B-E-E-R-S-A-N-D-9-0-S. You can email me, beersand90s at gmail.com. Tell a friend about the podcast. You can look up my mom on MySpace. MySpace? Get out of here. <laughs> I was never on MySpace. I remember when Justin came home and said, Mom, we got to get a computer. <laughs> it's true. I made her get uh, America Online back in like 95 or something. <laughs> and it was never the same. It's, it's all downhill from there. That's right. <laughs> now look at the kids. Look at the kids with their televisions in their 
smartphones and their who's talking to their fridge to do everything. <laughs> yeah, fridge, turn the TV on. Terrible. Uh, but thank you, mother. Thank you, for, son, for coming here and for trusting that talking I talking about this movie. Would talk about this movie and enjoy a beer with you. I appreciate it. Yeah, out of the like three movies she owns, this was <laughs> the one I picked. It was I was going to maybe do Rush Hour, but I did. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do that. Rush Hour makes me laugh, so he bought me all three. <laughs> and how many times have you... Oh, wait. I've they're watched still them. in the plastic. No, they're not. <laughs> I've watched them. I tried to get this movie seriously on uh, my own cable company, which I will not mention. Um, but it did not come up. It says there's no, no there's, such There's listing. no way we're going to let you watch this. No listing. It's too O-L-D. So... So anyway, you it was guys didn't great. think you'd get a spelling lesson too, did you? But just to put a hit in for planes, trains, and automobiles, that was in the yeah. 90s. I'll tell you what, Thanksgiving is this week, uh, and planes, trains, and automobiles is a a Lamb family classic every year, and rolling on the floor. If you've never seen Steve Martin, John Candy, planes, trains, and automobiles, you want to see two American comedic actors hold their own for like an hour and a half. Where and they're so different personalities. Laughing constantly. That's yes. uh, such a good movie. And then they bring it home at the end that you'll really get it. And Make you sure. might ask yourself, Justin, do I really need it on Blu-ray? And I'd say, yes, <laughs> yes, you do. Because that's how I own it. Uh, really good movie. But I think that was 89. But hey, it's the holidays. Okay. So if you're like us, uh, you'll be watching that movie this week. Yes. We will have Erica playing every Friends Thanksgiving episode as per tradition. <laughs> and it's going to be a grand old time. So thanks for listening. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Bye, y'all.